0: Welcome to the Brendan Burns Show. I'm Brendan Burns, and I interview and share the stories of high performers, happiness engineers, and people who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, pro athletes, and entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy instead of status or money. In each episode, we share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Joining me today is Mike Goldstein, also known as the Easy Dating Coach. Now, Mike is a successful private dating coach, public speaker, and author who has appeared on The Today Show, Reader's Digest, The Star Ledger, Shape Magazine, and more. The number one online dating expert in the country, he works with the data from multiple online dating sites to ensure his clients are in the top 5% of successful daters. And one of the key reasons why I reached out is because he has results of 83% of his clients obtain relationships. And I definitely want to hear your secret sauce about how you do that. But Mike's main point of focus is helping successful, happy women find love and commitment via personalized one-on-one coaching. Through his blog, he's reached over 100,000 women. Mike, welcome to the show. Brendan, thanks for having me, man. I'm so pumped to be here. Oh, yeah. I am so excited. I was actually just saying how people, I've heard about you from multiple people. I'm so excited that we get to connect. And I want to talk a lot about that success rate you have. But before we dive into all the amazing strategies that you have that I want to talk about, Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Were you did you wake up one morning when you were four years old and you said, I want to be a dating coach for women? Where are you from? How'd you get to where you are today?
1: So if I knew this job existed when I got out of college, this would have been my job. But I just this didn't exist, or I didn't know about it at least. Um, but my whole life has just revolved around I love dating, I love women, I love relationships, I love love, marriage. And quite frankly, when I started, I was god awful. At this stuff, when I was 16, you know, people were starting to kiss girls, hold hands, have dates. Me, Brandon, I was a loser. <laughs> I had the glasses, I had the braces. Um, I was fat. No women wanted to talk to me, so I'm like, "I need to fix this." So then I started learning like how to talk to women, how to just be a better version of myself, and then all of a sudden I got very good at this. Fast forward. I'm at in my early 20s. I fall in love. I'm like, I did it. This is the one. I think I'm going to get married. I'm so pumped up. And then, of course, she uh, cheats on me Mm -hmm. with one of my very close friends. So then I'm crying my eyes out for three months. I'm like, all right, I got to pick myself up. And then I start reading everything under the sun on dating. When, when, that, cheating
0: ha- when that cheating happened, did you mm-hmm. try to salvage the relationship or you're just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here?
1: No, absolutely not. Um, right when I found out she was cheating, that was it. I, I actually have never spoken to her again <laughs> since then. Mm. Okay, good for you. So so you cut that out, you move on. But now
0: where do you go after this happens?
1: Yeah, so after that... Um, I finally start reading everything on dating, sex, relationships, you name it. I'm like, Brendan, oh my, I know absolutely nothing about women. And I just don't understand them. So I had to take this to the next level. And now I understand women better. I still, you know, could progress, of course. Um, But then I got very good at dating once again. Uh, Friends were reaching out to me. I got seven of them married. And they're like, you should start a company. So I did. Um... I started researching online dating, came up with a methodology, and that's how I was getting people into relationships. Mm -hmm. And about five years ago, um, that's when I was on the Today Show, and that's when, you know, Match, OKCupidy, Harmony, and others were reaching out to me. They're like, how the heck are you so successful at online dating? Do you mind if we talk to you? And then they started sharing their data with me. Mm -hmm. So I've been working with them. So now everything I do is backed up by math and science, by millions of data points uh, from those big guys. And uh we're still getting 83% in relationships and uh life is good.
0: That's amazing. I, I want to hear, I have so many questions for you. Uh and, and it's really interesting because when you say like you're you're backed up by the numbers and the data, um it, is it the case? I, I forget, but didn't okay cupid wasn't it started by people who went to Harvard who were very much focused on the numbers and the data, and they had an early matching system, which they still have.
1: Yeah, and that's why. Uh, I love OkCupid. Okay they really, they're kind of nerds like me in the sense that they love numbers. They built an algorithm and they're like, there must be a better way. Like, you know, like Tinder, just swiping and praying, <laughs> eh. but OkCupid, okay they tried to put some science behind it. And I have found that usually it's, it's really good. If you go on dates with folks that are 90% or higher on OkCupid, okay there's a good chance you're going to have a good conversation. mm.
0: So that's kind of like a threshold for
1: OkCupid okay or in
0: general, you look for 90% or higher?
1: I mean, ideal world, we're looking for like 93, 94% and higher, especially in major cities. Okay. But yeah, I would come down maybe even low as 85, but really I love the 90% threshold if if we're going to use OkCupid. Okay Got it. Okay. So let's get back to that. Yeah, that's very specific.
0: Yeah. <laughs> higher level. So... You get out of the relationship. Now, most people, like when they get out of a messy relationship like that, they don't turn to the books. They don't turn to self improvement. They generally blame or be negative or play victim. What do you think it was in you that said, Hey, I want to find answers. I want to improve myself. I want to do the right thing? What was the
1: turning point there for you? That's a great question. Um, At the time, I I don't really know the answer, but now that I've had time to reflect, um, you know, the relationship wasn't perfect. And, you know, we were arguing, and there was disconnect. And quite frankly, the reason that she strayed is she wasn't getting something from me. And I think subconsciously, I kind of knew that. Like, I wasn't the perfect – I tried. I was doing 100% to be the best, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So, for example, my biggest problem at the time was when she would vent – all her problems or anything that was going on. I'm like, I'm the big strong man. I'm going to fix it. And I would be like, you should do this and that. And she'd <laughs> just like, no, I'm just venting. Like, listen, listen mm-hmm. to me. And mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And so then she'd get mad at me cause I wasn't listening and I'd get mad at her. Cause I was like, I'm giving you the best ideas ever. Why aren't you doing them? Right. Why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, Oh, I know how to do this. Right. <laughs> Yeah. After the case.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. So that's interesting. So that's like a whole other subject that we could talk about, which is when there's infidelity, right? Who is the partner getting their needs met? And how can we or whoever you're coaching, be a healthy partner and learn what are my partner's needs, learn how to meet them. And then that'll obviously greatly reduce the chance of anything like that happening
1: hundred percent. That's so spot on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that relationship happens. You, you realize that, okay, maybe I wasn't meeting the It was subconscious. It becomes more conscious. You get the books, you figure this out. Now you said you helped seven friends get married in a, and not in like a professional coaching scenario. Correct. So tell me more about that.
1: Well, the, everyone knew, like I ha I was to something with online dating right. and they've always seen me, like if we were out in our young twenties, like, man, he was good at talking to people. What is he doing? Like, what's he got? And so they'd always ask me questions, but specifically I'd go sit with them and we'd build their online dating profile and I'd teach them a system. And all of a sudden it was like gangbusters and they were going on dates. And then, you know, I stuck with them, made sure they didn't uh, sabotage the dates. And then bingo bango, a few years later, a bunch of them were getting married. Wow. And what do you think were the biggest things that you, they tweaked
0: with your guidance? Like, were they huge things? Were they small things? Like, what, what were you seeing as the big pitfalls that you were like, wait, do this, not that?
1: Um, I mean, there's two huge things, um, especially for women. Um, is, is the people watching, is it mostly women or men or mix? So it's interesting because I, I noticed
0: that you focus more on women, which is great because we have a lot of women listeners out there. But to the extent that you can share about men, too, like I'm interested, our listeners are interested. Um, but just w- whichever one you say, if, if it's separate by gender, just designate it so listeners know.
1: All right, perfect. Um, so I'll try to keep it gender neutral at first. Um, so the biggest thing you can do with an online dating profile, that's a game changer mm-hmm. is being wildly, wildly specific about who you are. Mm. So let me give you an example of what not to do and what a ton of people do. They write adjectives <laughs> and it drives me nuts. Cause it's like, I'm nice. People say I'm independent. I'm strong. I'm blah, blah, blah. And Brendan, like nice can mean a million things. Like nice can mean you live in Manhattan, you see a bum on the street, you give him five bucks. All right. Brendan's pretty nice. Or that can mean Brendan sees the guy, picks him up, takes him to Olive Garden, buys him a chicken Parmesan. It's like, we are getting you off the street. Let's talk. And then you meet with him every single week with a career plan, coaching. And all of a sudden, a few months later, he's got a job. Then more months later, he's got an apartment, And Brendan's the king of Manhattan and got this guy off the street. That guy's nice. So I need to hear the story. And that's what we need on online dating is show us not adjectives that could mean a million things. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense because
0: I found that from my own experience with online dating is you go to look at 20 female profiles and 18 of them say, I like travel pumpkin lattes and I'm a good listener. And then you have like two people who say, who actually write out their real story and they're vulnerable and open and honest and sincere and compassionate. Now, if you're like, when you're talking to someone and they're saying, Hey, Mike, I I went on OkCupid or I went on to whatever, and I, I have all these profiles that are like really bland. And then I have these two amazing ones. Do you say just follow, like go after the people who have like really thoughtful profiles or do you say also message these other people and then try to get their real story when you meet up with them in real life?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, I kind of go under the principle of a numbers game. And if you don't know, go. But also, um, I build a, like, I come from a sales background. So if we have a sales funnel Funnel. and we've got, you know, like 50 women that are options, let's say we're talking about a male and he's got, well, let's not say 50. Let's say he's got 10 women that maybe want to go on a date with him. Mm -hmm. He should prioritize those 10 women. Okay. At the top of the funnel, we've got our 10. And two of them have amazing profiles. Well, he should be working his butt off to try and get dates with those two. Mm-hmm. If he can't get dates with those two, then we got the eight. And then we're kind of numbering them to the best you can. Uh, because you obviously, you've never met these people. So, you, you know, number 10 may be way better than number one. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. But to doing the best you can, get the dates. And then when we turn the 10, maybe you like two or three of them. You keep going with two or three. And then you end up with one that you really like and hopefully you can be exclusive with. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of
0: sense to me because I've had a lot of friends. I mean, I have some friends who've had success with online dating and a few are even married now from it. But I've had a lot of friends who like complain about it and they're like, Oh, you know, it's, it's, nobody responds or I can't get dates. I've always been like the way you've thought about it, which is, it is a numbers game and more messages, especially to the right people will result in more messages back and more opportunity. But let's just go back to the beginning. So someone comes to you, man or woman, it sounds like women you work with. A woman comes to you and is like, Mike, I'm single. Like, first of all, do you work with any specific type of niche of women, like
1: divorced, young or older, or single? Um, so I work with uh, both men and women. Oh, okay. A lot of my marketing and what you saw, like all my marketing is towards women. Right. Um, mostly. Um, but in terms of who I work with, it's anyone that's open-minded, willing to do online dating. Okay. And is just willing to listen to me and try. Yeah, uh, Cause we are going to use math. We are going to use science and we are going to do a lot of numbers. So you gotta be willing to go on, on go on some dates. Yeah. I love Thank that. You. Take action. So yeah. now the other question I had
0: among my other million, but one is, so you found this niche with online, like being the online dating expert, which I want to really acknowledge you for. That's so cool. And so amazing that you've branded yourself as this expert with online dating. Do you have any thoughts? Because there are a lot of people who are like, oh, oh, you know, it's online dating, blah, blah, blah. Like, get go to the farmer's market, go to Trader Joe's. Like, well, I'm just curious, but I want to focus mostly on online dating. That's your expertise and that's where the world is moving, right? I think more people are now meeting online than in person. But what is your take on the whole, like, go to a meditation center, go to meetups to meet people?
1: Listen, um, so I'm not just an online dating expert. I also help with people meeting in person. Yeah. Um, But like, I get it. Online dating can be so wildly frustrating, especially if you don't know what what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, like 95% of profiles are not well-written. And so it's tough. And literally 95% of the people that come to me, they're like, I don't like online dating. And I'm like, I get it. And I've done it for years too. And th- there's a lot of frustration. When I first started, I hated it. I'm like, I'm messaging all these women and I'm not getting any dates. I'm not that terrible looking, but no one wants to go on a date with me. <laughs> so that led to months and months of research and figuring out why the heck I can't get a date. So bottom line is once women try with me, then we get 83% of them into relationships. So you, you got to change your method because r- right now over one out of three people that are new, newly getting married, they met online. Yeah. That means one out of your three friends that are getting married, they met online. So it freaking works. It's the biggest segment right now. Mm -hmm. You just need to tweak your strategy if that means anything. Yeah. Okay. So I totally agree. So this is where the world is moving. This is
0: the, where people should definitely be. Now, when someone comes to you and says, all right, Mike, I'm all in, I'll do whatever you want. I'll write what I need to write. I'll go on the dates you need me to go. What's like your, your intake process? Like, do you talk to them? Do you say, fill out this form? Do you say, all right, this is like, I guess it's picking the sites, right? That's probably a first starting point.
1: Yeah. That's such an amazing question. Um, I'm different than a lot of coaches out there. A lot of coaches want to do this group coaching and, you know, like, talk at broad terms, this is how you do things and kind of, or send you with a video with directions and say, good luck. <laughs> and quite frankly, a lot of the time people mess it up because we're human. Like it's kind of hard to follow a video and then implement. Mm-hmm. So I want to get rid of all the chances of error because all I care about is if someone's paying me money and I said, I'm going to help you get a relationship. Well, I need to freaking deliver that. So what that looks like is I've got to be there with the person and I've got to execute with them. So I get on Zoom, uh, which is actually what we're using now. Mm -hmm. And we can see each other. We can share each other's screen. And I literally, we pick the, uh, let's say we're going to use match.com. And we sit there and we write everything together. They tell me what the content should be. And then I give them the strategy. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, here's your homework, go do it. It's weird (coughs) typing. I'm typing for them, Mm -hmm. but they're telling me who they are. And then I'm asking a lot of questions to make sure we, you know, if they say nice, well, tell me about how you're nice. And I really drill them to get that perfect content to get in that top 2% of profiles that really dominate online dating. So I need to get all my clients in that, that top tier. Got it. And makes
0: a hundred percent. I love that. So you're screen sharing, you're making sure that their profile comes out exactly the way they truly are as people they're specific. Now, How do you pick the sites? You mentioned that you really like OkCupid. You also just mentioned Mash.com. How do you pick the sites? Does it depend on the people? And how many different platforms do you recommend a single person be on at once? Sure.
1: Um, Great question. Um, So for probably like 95% of my clients, we're going to use Mash.com. People are serious on there. There's good people. Um, It's affluent. It's got what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a few times, um, you know, lately I've been working with the over 65 crowd and in some locations, our time has more people than match. So maybe we'll use our time. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like those. And if we're talking about the swiping apps, like Bumble, Tinder, of course, there's a ton of people on there. Um, but not my first choice. Yeah. Reason being if folks that are on here that are looking for love and looking for a relationship, We need information uh, so we can be strategic on our dates. We are doing a numbers game, but if we want a specific thing, which of course everyone wants a very specific thing, we can't figure that out via Bumble and Tinder versus on matches. For some people, there's a lot of information and you can see if it makes sense. And then you can go on higher quality dates and waste less time. Got it. Makes sense. Absolutely.
0: So it sounds like you're mostly doing match and do you then have your client go on another app or site or you say this is we're just gonna we're gonna focus on match.com. There's plenty of people here. I've had a lot of success with it.
1: Yeah, if you've got this the strategy nailed down, we're gonna use one site. Okay. And then a backup plan would probably be maybe another site, but very rarely are we on a second site. It's usually okay. we did it. <clears throat> All right, see you later.
0: (laughs) All right, good. Now this leads me to a question that a lot of my listeners and followers have been wanting me to ask you, which is who goes first, especially when it's a female person, like with the messaging. So you set up the profile, you're on match.com, you're you're looking for love, you're hungry for Cupid. Now what? You start browsing, you know, what's the strategy and how does it differ for men versus women?
1: Oh, great question. (laughs) You are going to be shocked by the answer for what women should do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you've heard of masculine and feminine energy and women Absolutely. should be chased and all this stuff. Yeah. Ladies, I've got news for you. There is no freaking rules for online dating. All's fair in love and war, right? <laughs> when it's online dating, you should be going wild and sending crazy amount of messages to men. Yes. And then you should be narrowing it down. Because ladies, as you know, if you get 20 messages, typically only about one of them makes sense for you. But when you're targeting men, you can actually get men that make sense for you. And don't get discouraged. I hear a lot of women, they're like, Mike, I've sent messages and that doesn't work. How many did you send? I sent five or eight or 20. No, 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 no. Talking about at least 50 a week. And if that doesn't work, 100. And if that doesn't work, 150, then 200. Talking about some real numbers. So I'm going after men. And the awesome thing about women messaging is you can literally write garbage. It could just be a copy and paste, like, hi, how are you? blah, blah, blah. You don't have to go crazy here, men. You can't do that. (laughs) You guys got to read the profiles. It's got to make sense. Find someone that actually you're interested in and then write her a note and then write a question about something you're actually interested about. Like I like soccer. (gasps) You play soccer. Like what team did you play for? What position? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, So men, you got to be a little targeted women. You can say whatever the heck you want. Yes. So women, number one, send messages
0: and send lots of them. If you sit around playing the feminine energy game, you're just, you're putting your control into someone else's hands. You're not creating the dates that you desire and deserve, Mm -hmm. but you can, you can just, be flirty, short, whatever, just get the ball rolling, sort of the nudge for the man. And for men, send the same volume of messages. It sounds like take a lot and take massive action as well, but more thoughtful and targeted.
1: Yeah, I mean, if men are really strategic and they have a well-written profile that explains who they are, and then they find a woman that really makes sense, Mm -hmm. they're going to find that all of a sudden, like the people that respond are way higher than what they're used to. Because yeah. women, we find, are very thoughtful. Um, like they spend time researching you, and if they legitimately feel like it makes sense, they're probably going to respond. But if they're like, "Where is this coming from?" The guy likes like metal, and I like country music, and just it doesn't align. Yeah, they they, they think this through.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's so funny you say this because. Um, I was in a relationship that ended in like September time. And when that happened, I, and I had met her through an app called hinge. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, yeah. And I was like, you know what hinge, like it was a good relationship, but I, I, I think I need to do something different this time. So I created a match.com profile and I wrote like a very generic basic thing. And I, I work with, um, a, I mean, I am a coach, but I also work with a relationship dating coach and he took my profile and like rewrote it and made it like a million times better and i noticed and like a few things and it's exactly what you're saying first of all just by having like a really specific like i actually pulled up the i have it here so i like i talk all about like myself and my story but then at the bottom i say what i'm looking for mm-hmm. and i said i'm looking for a partner who's seeking a long-term committed relationship who eventually wants kids I'm looking for someone who's willing to work on the relationship and knows that conflict can be an opportunity for greater intimacy. I'm looking for someone who wants to travel internationally with me. My next stop on my bucket list is Antarctica. I'm looking for someone bubble. Blah, blah, and like, I just like was so specific and thoughtful and vulnerable. And when, when I sent messages, it almost didn't matter because the message is like, okay, I'm going to go look at his profile and then decide whether or not to respond. And they would read my profile and be like, holy shit, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, And then I also would get a lot more inbound messages for just from browsing. People would see it and then read that and then be like, wow, this is amazing. And I would just like, want to thank my coach for helping me with that. But also it sounds like you're doing a very similar thing here.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is genius. I mean, women are dealing with a lot of men that don't want to commit and are not looking, you know, they just, let's be honest, men are looking for sex and end up finding love sometimes. And women are looking for love and find sex. (laughs) And what he's advertised is he is a man looking for love, which quite frankly, a lot of men don't allude to that on online dating. So this is exciting. Mm -hmm. And then he's obviously got goals, which is very sexy. Women don't want a deadbeat. And then he likes to travel. He's going to Antarctica. That's freaking awesome. Like, who goes to Antarctica? Like, this, that's what made this sexy and attractive. So, that's cool. I like that.
0: Yeah. No, I just want to share that because I I found like a totally different experience. Like, I I used to do online dating like years ago, and then I started to use the apps, and that's like how I met my last few girlfriends. And then, but this was like a new thing for me where I had a different quality of people that I was connecting with. And by really giving much more information up front, I felt like it was, it was better. But anyway, okay, so you got the profile, you, got, you say, ladies, send those 100, 200 messages. They get messages back, they're starting to set up dates. What's like the dating
1: process for you, and how do you advise people to ma- manage that? Um, so let's start at the messaging. Um, once again, you don't exist in this world when you're online until you meet in person. Once again, there's no rules. So we're like, men should chase. No, they shouldn't. Women feel free to ask men out online. Hmm. Let me explain to you ladies. If a woman says, Hey Mike, would you like to grab a drink? I am going to freaking do cartwheels. I'm going to do backflips. I'm going to be pumped. I'm like, Oh my God, a girl asked me out. This is so exciting. And if she's like good looking and has the things I want, I'm literally just going to like, I don't know. I might pass out. It would be amazing. So we would love that. Now I am attracted to feminine women. So once we're on the date, you know, be on your feminine side. um, If the man's masculine and prefers feminine, of course, Mm -hmm. but then that means like, go have fun. Just be fun on the date, get to know each other. And then when you end the date, say, if this is genuine, say, Mike, I had so much fun. I hope I get to see you again. So now you've removed my fear of rejection. And now if I like you, I'm going to either set up the date immediately, or let's say I didn't, I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to email you. I'm going to find a way to get you on a second date. You as the lady do absolutely nothing. Um, Don't text him. Don't call him. Now you're letting him chase. And if you text him day two, day three, whatever, you're never going to know if this guy's actually into you. The man that's into you is going to reach out to you. So you need to do that for the information. Now on the flip side, can I talk about what men should do? Yes, absolutely. This is great. All right, men have a freaking blast on the date. Get to know them. 1st Don't talk a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like be interested, not interesting. Ask questions. Yes. Yeah. And finally, at the end of the date, if you really like her, say, hey, I like you. I'd like to take you on a second date and set it up while you're in person. That's the salesman and me. If you want to close, you do it in person.
0: Yeah. Put your credit card in before we leave the call.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like get it done. Be a man, ask her on the second date. If you don't know your schedule, which some of us don't, that's fine. Tell her like I'm going to text or call you and then freaking deliver, do what you say you're going to do and then get it done get her on the second date. Got
0: it. Okay. I like that. So, and just to reiterate what you said earlier so, for women, you know, step up with the date, with the website, um, send messages, be proactive. You can even ask guys out. But I like what you said about then once you're actually on the dates, you can, like, if you are more of a feminine woman looking for a masculine man, embrace your femininity, be playful, have fun, be yourself. And then let the man, you know, be more proactive with following up, which I like. And I loved what you said about men be interested, not interesting. I think it's a common pitfall where men are like, "Oh, I have to like really impress her and like make her like me." So I'm just gonna like tell her all about how amazing I am, and like either the woman's gonna be like bored because this guy's like not that amazing, or they're gonna be like, "Oh, he's cool, but he's arrogant, or he's talking too much, he's not interested in me." Right? So you say men should be more asking questions and interested in them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like even like, think about like Mark Cuban, if he was on a date, because obviously he's married, but if Mark Cuban was like on the date and was like, yeah, I own the Mavericks Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm on Shark Tank. I guarantee you any woman's going to be like, I don't care. Like, yes, you have a billion dollars. What about a man that stares you in the eyes and says like, tell me what you love to do. And like, just listens and is there, and then asks you follow up questions. That's what women want.
0: Mm. All right. I have a question now for you. Mm-hmm. What are the rules, if there are any, around being physical? Dates one, two, three, blah, blah.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> as a dating coach, not as I a guy who it. lives in New York.
1: Okay. <laughs> So for women looking for love, I would say no sex until monogamy. You're just going to do so much better. Um, There are men that are just looking for a relationship, probably like Brendan right here. He's advertised, I'm looking for love, I want marriage. If Brendan has sex on the first date and he likes you, I bet you he still calls you for the second date, third date, fourth date, right? right. because that's who Brendan is. But there's other men that if they have sex on the first date, they're going to be like, I'm bored. I didn't have to work hard for this, for the prize, blah, blah, blah. I'm not calling. So the way you just fix this and there's nothing gets through the cracks, no sex until monogamy. Boom.
0: Now, what and does then, that mean? That means like until you have a conversation where you guys say, Hey, we're in an exclusive
1: relationship with each other. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, I like that. And like, just to make things simple, um, you know, men are constantly going to be the gas pedal and I want women to be the brake. So if a man is trying to have sex with you on the first date, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, all right, this guy's attracted to me. Take it as a compliment. Yeah. But if you're not, you know, if your boundary is, I'm not having sex until we're in a relationship, just say like, you know, say Brandon's trying, which I'm not saying you would, but we'll role play. Brandon, like you are so freaking hot and I really like you, um, but I don't have sex until I'm in a relationship oh man, when, when we're in that relationship, it's going to be good. <laughs> and so now you had fun, you told your boundary, you mo- you keep it moving. Mm. That makes sense.
0: Absolutely. I like that about setting boundaries in general, which kind of leads me to a question around like compatibility boundaries and moving forward. So let's say you have a client comes to you and she says, Mike, you're amazing. You got me like a hundred dates. I went on a, a bunch. I found like a few different people. The one I was most interested in, we've been out like four or five times now. It's been almost a month. We like each other. We have a lot in common, but I'm starting to notice like some things and and I'm definitely unsure about like the future. Like, what do you say to that in terms of like, keep dating, see this one through, how bad are these red flags? Like, because, you know, there's different points in the funnel, right? There's like getting a date versus like, you're starting to date someone. Do you like commit and go forward?
1: Um, great question. Um, there'd be, of course, a lot of questions on my part to unpack to really help them make a decision. Right. Um, but the very first thing to make this, you know, obviously dating is very gray, but I try to make it as black and white as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the very first thing we got to do is unpack what they want in a relationship. Kind of like you said, I must have these things. We're gonna do their five must-have things. And that's the first step. Does the person have your five things? And you, everyone has a list of like 20, 40, 60 things they actually want, but you only get five because any more is just unreasonable in my opinion. Mm. So then if he's got the five things, can we keep moving? But then maybe there is some other stuff. Like, is he being abusive? Obviously that's a no, no, we got to go. Sure. Um, and does he truly have the five things and discussing that? So okay. does that make sense? Yeah.
0: yeah I want to, I want to dig in on that a little bit more. So, because some people say like make your write your relationship vision and write five pages and a thousand bullet points and manifest that shit and then they'll just show up and and what I'm trying and then you say much more understandably like pick your five like deal things that it would be deal breakers if they don't have which because what I'm trying to understand is the difference between on the one hand it's like I'm going to be picky in a healthy way right? Where I'm going to say, these are my musts. This is my vision. This is what I'm looking for when I want. Versus like being unreasonably picky where there's no such thing as the perfect person and you're just perennially single because even though you have your dating strategy nailed down and Mike wrote the best profile and you're getting all these dates, but you always find, oh, she's got that one freckle there and I don't like that. So how do you balance like, you know, the imperfections of nobody's
1: perfect with I deserve to have a healthy, good relationship? Absolutely. I mean, the key to the five is you write the characteristics you want. Like I need someone who's a genuinely nice person and so on and so forth. But now if we notice that, hey, this behavior they're doing is driving me nuts. We know that we can't change a person's characteristics. They are who they are, but people are wildly capable of changing behaviors, especially for a partner they really like or they love. hmm so if something's bothering you, you go have a discussion with them and say like, hey, I really like you. Um, when you do X, it makes me feel sad, angry, whatever it makes you feel. And then just shut up and see what they say. Because a lot of people are going to be very reasonable and be like, oh, I don't want you to feel angry. Let me fix this. How can I fix it? And then you talk about it. So we need to not throw away relationships. Uh, we throw them away when there's characteristics we hate, but not behaviors. Does that make sense? Yeah. And could you give an example maybe of like someone
0: where you said, hey, this is worth talking about versus like get out?
1: Um, I'd say the most common thing I run into <laughs> and uh, is – Um, women coming back from the first date and not being that sexually attracted to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I see that too. That happens all the freaking time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the way I tell them is if they should stick it out, I was like, how is the conversation rated on a zero to 10 scale? Right. And really if it's an eight to 10, I'm kind of interested, especially a nine or 10, like nine or 10 conversation, that's hard to come by. So give the guy a chance. Yeah. And, uh, Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I personally believe, and this is like more deeply psychologically driven based on stuff that I've studied, that sometimes the more available and secure and stable a man is, the more threatened, especially like a distant or avoidant woman would be by that. So they say, oh, I'm I'm not attracted to him because he's like not a model, but he's, you know, he's a decent, good-looking guy who happens to also be a great guy who like reeks of stability. A lot of times women are threatened by that. So they blame it on looks. So, in that case, I totally agree with you, uh, yeah, just a hundred percent i think that was a great example um, so So, thank you for answering that so so, what else um, we're, we're going to wrap up soon, and I want to make sure everyone gets your links because i I, I mean, I want to hire you. I know there's other people who are going to want to also, but uh you know what what do we miss in the dating process, like moving further along? Are there strategies for online dating? What would you say? Um, or are there big components of what you offer and what you think people need to be doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we talked a lot about like how to get the person you want. Um, but the other big thing is like, so in my coaching, I usually get people, the person in about three to four months. And that happens most of the time. But then in month five, six, I do a six month training. Babe. The other important things is how to keep a keep the person. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of time understanding the opposite sex. Um, I'm a huge fan of all of John Gray's training. So he talks about men being from Mars, and women I'm being from, from Venus. Venus. Yeah, It's so true. We're, we're, we are a bit different. Yeah. So I always highlight all those nuances. I work on conflict resolution because we're all going to fight. And you need the tools to fight healthy. And so I don't let anyone leave until they've got healthy tools for fighting, understand the opposite sex, um, because I felt the pain of ruining a great relationship and I don't want anyone else to do that. So not only do we get the person, but then we got to teach them to keep it forever. Hmm. And so then you're ready to rock and roll at the end of six months.
0: Yeah. So what, what would you say are the biggest differences between men and women? And if a man is listening or a woman, like, what would you say to each sex to like, just try to think about the opposite sex?
1: Yes. Um <laughs> So it's pretty neat. Like I don't want to bore you with all the science. No, no. I love it. I'll do a 10,000-foot level, and then we'll get into it. Yeah. Basically, um, the amount of receptors between the left and right hemisphere in women, there's 10 times more. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. You live in Manhattan. I live in New Jersey. So as a man, there'd be one bridge for me to get to Manhattan, and I'd have to take that bridge to be on both sides of my brain. But women... They've got many bridges. They've got the Brooklyn Bridge, they got the Holland Tunnel, the Lincoln Tunnel, the blah, blah. So they're always going between their brains um, with how they think. Versus men, it's like we're either here or there. And so what this leads to in arguments is a very cool feature for men. If they get really mad at you, they're on this side of the brain. If they go watch TV or go get things done or go play soccer or whatever they do to de-stress, they literally turn off this side of the brain hop on this side, and now when they're done playing soccer, they come back and they're like, I feel refreshed. And then they're ready to listen to you and be a good partner and like compromise. So my thing for women is like, go let him go do this so he can get refreshed. But men, women cannot do this. So you can't be like, go watch TV, go do your thing. They are constantly on, they're constantly thinking. So they're geniuses and this is brilliant, but it kind of sucks because they can't turn it off. So your job is when you're ready, like go, you know, reassure her like, Hey, we're, I still love you. I'm just a little mad right now and go talk to her. She wants to talk to, uh, you know, I, I guess the other big thing is when women talk and vent, um, they can make themselves feel better by talking and venting versus men. They want to solve problems. And so he just needs to listen. And then when she's done talking, she has to say, Brandon. Brendan thank you for listening. You made me feel so much better. And then it's like, Brendan goes, I solved the problem. I did it. And all I had to do was listen. It was easy. Um, so that was a very roundabout way of saying, I think I answered your question. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I, I, that's really interesting. And men and women who are listening, take this as an opportunity because yeah, you're right. Uh, finding, meeting someone is like probably the easier half of the battle. I know it's hard and it requires a lot of work and I don't want to minimize that part of the process, but realistically it's keeping that relationship and building the longevity and the integration between the two people. That's really important. So do you ever work with people on um, like who are in a relationship already, how to manage that? And if not, like, do you have any advice around just further building intimacy and conflict resolution over a long period of time?
1: Absolutely. So I work with those clients all the time. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. It's different. Um, but the big thing for me, and I, I believe you were a lawyer at one point, right? Yes. All right. So you're going to love this. <laughs> I call it like love contracts. And what you got to do is write your contract whether it's, you know, actually physically written, ideally, yes. But come up with your contract for when things go sour. What is our freaking game plan? How are we going to handle this? So, like, if we start getting emotionally revved up, like, are we going to take a timeout? What's our plan during the timeout? Like, how long do you get? Like, what are you going to do? So just have a game plan. And then when, so when shit hits the fan, you know, all right, Mike's going to do this. I know how to handle him. This is what's happening. We're good. So there's not anxiousness. There's no breakup. There's no screaming at each other. This is how we're going to health in a healthy way, resolve this issue either now or eventually. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And last question I have for you,
0: and then we'll do the the wrap up and everything is uh, with the online dating stuff when someone says, Oh my God, it's so tiring. And, you know, I have a friend who goes on a date every night, like, you know, how do you balance taking massive action, which I think is really important with self-care and how many dates per week or month do you kind of advise your clients to go on?
1: Yeah. Never, ever, ever more than two dates a week, in my opinion. Oh, I like that. And I personally am a big fan of just one. Okay. One a week. And it makes you be more strategic. Because you've got, and if you're doing this right, you should have a good amount of options and you pick that one that you're freaking excited about. So my goal is to get all my clients 12 options every week and they pick one. And then I repeat that about six to eight times until they find that person they like. And so it's not even that stressful. It's like, oh, I I went I met seven guys and now I've got a boyfriend. Oh, that wasn't too hard. Yeah, make it easy. Yeah, easy dating coach. Make it easy. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I th- yeah, I, I see people going on. I, I have a friend. She's like, oh yeah, I went on three dates yesterday. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> three? I'm like a weekend a day.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't even like remember anything. As you say, yeah, I, I like that. You know, and this is coming from the guy with the 83 percent success rate of clients he works with, getting them into relationships one to two a week of the, of the best people put your eggs in the better baskets.
1: Yeah. You got to focus. You know, I think the people that go on three dates, they do no pre-screening. They just Mm -hmm. get there. And they're almost like thinking about their next one or how can I get out of here? Like be in the moment, be there and really get to know someone and pick strategically on someone that you're excited about. Like, especially for women, you got to do your makeup, your hair and get ready. Like that's a lot of work. Like you should be doing this so that you're excited, not so you show up and you're like, "All right, man, what's going on?" Like you got to be into it. Yeah, blow it.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. Uh, I could easily talk to you for another hour, and we should talk offline about meeting up because we're nearby, and I definitely want to hear more. But. I know your website is easy, the two letters, datingcoach.com. But tell everyone where they can find more. I know you have a free gift, and if people want to reach out, get in touch with you. Where can they go? I think you're putting it on the website, right? I'm going to put it on my website, the show notes, everyone, Instagram, website, anything else that you want to share? Yeah,
1: I have a. If you want to watch more videos, I have a pretty prevalent YouTube channel that's Easy Dating Coach again, and it's confusing. Instead of easy, it's E and the letter Z.
0: Mike, thanks so much for
1: coming on the show. If you had to give people
0: one piece of all the single people out there, one piece of advice, they're looking for love. What should they do?
1: Great question. First thing is get yourself ready to rock and roll. So you are the package. And most of you are probably already there because you've been doing it for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. So you've been focused on you and getting it happening. Next, just freaking rock it. Like say, I am falling in love this year in 2019. Don't give up and just message, message, message. Like just put out big numbers out there and you won't even realize when someone doesn't respond because you have so many things in the pipeline. You'll never get discouraged. You'll just be like, there's so many great things. And then go on high quality dates that you're excited about. If you know before the date that you're, you're positive, you're like, eh, I'm not so excited. Don't even bother. If you're not sure, fine. That's fair. But go on high quality dates, message a ton of people and don't give up. I love that.
0: Mike Goldstein, the easy dating coach, 83% success rate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast.
1: Dude, thanks for having me. Great freaking questions. You are good at this. (laughs) Thanks, man.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Lastly, if you're looking to take your personal life, business, or career to the next level and you want access to me as well as my community of like-minded people, head over to courses.brendonhburns.com and join us in Mastery Academy, my membership site that comes with online course content as well as live coaching calls every two week hosted by me personally. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.